Hi, this is Mark Graben, and welcome to episode 206 of Lean Blog Audio. Going back to a post published on May 9th, 2017, titled Reader Question, A Lone Wolf in Lean Facilitator's Clothing. Today's reader question comes from somebody who's been put in the position of what I call the lone wolf in a health system. This happens a lot. A health system hires or designates one person to be the lean change agent. It doesn't matter how amazing and or experienced this individual is, I'd be very skeptical about the organization's lean journey. That's not the fault of the lone wolf. The organization is putting the lone wolf in a bad position. They're often not being set up to succeed unless perhaps that lone wolf is, let's say, joined at the hip with the CEO, and I rarely hear of this happening. The question came in via email. I'm gonna chop it up and make it a little bit more of a dialogue than it was in our exchange. The emailer says, hi, I'm the lean facilitator at blank health system. It's lean is in all caps. So I wrote back, hi, nice to meet you. You don't have to put lean in all caps as it's not an acronym, but let's get to the more significant issues. I'm sorry that you're the only facilitator. That's a really tough position to be in. I hope I can help. The emailer says, okay then, I am currently implementing a lean daily management system within the hospital. I am following the model outlined in Brad White's book where the departments begin huddling and sharing information. I reply, that's great. I saw some of Brad's early work in San Antonio when I lived there. You might want to check out the podcast I did with him about his book. You can find that in my interviews podcast series uh, at leanblog.org slash 260. I don't think I've ever seen a lean facilitator go implement a management system. I think a facilitator can at best teach, coach, and facilitate. If you look at the example of Kim Barnes and Theta Care's hospitals, look what she led there as documented in her book, Beyond Heroes. I also did a podcast with her, by the way. You can find links um, to all these books and everything uh, by going to the blog post page for this episode, actually, leanblog.org slash audio 206. So Kim Barnes was at the hospital president level. Now, yes, they had lean facilitators and outsiders they would readily call, let's say, sensei. But Kim didn't delegate her responsibility. She led the push and the drive for lean daily management along with other executives. So what's the situation at your health system, I asked. The emailer says, in our approach, quote unquote, quick wins are discussed and implemented. I said, great, I'd call that Kaizen, a very important part of this complete nutritious management system. The emailer continues, I coach the leaders of the units to listen and respond efficiently to the staff needs. All of this works well until the next phase in which frontline staff are coached to identify inefficiencies and develop metrics. The staff are very engaged and understand what is needed. They'll say, well, great. I hope you're also coaching the unit leaders to not just respond, which sometimes means give answers and implement solutions. Responding is better than ignoring staff concerns, but better yet is a system where we get employees thinking to come up with solutions or countermeasures that they can test. And leaders can free up time for staff to work on testing and implementing changes to see if they are indeed improvements. I'd add it's also very helpful for staff to understand the key metrics or measures that they should help improve as much as they can improve them by continually improving the existing system. Sometimes the system needs redesigned or reinvented, and that drive usually comes from leadership, since those are big, complicated changes, like, uh, for example, Thetacare's development of collaborative care or their new care model in primary care settings. 
Now, that, none of that was driven by a frontline staff idea. That, those were strategic initiatives. Now, back to your story and situation, the emailer says, however, this is a point where leaders must change their approach and embrace participative leadership. I am blocked every time, despite how much coaching I provided. Administration supports lean, but is not to the point where they are willing to round on boards, etc. How do you overcome this issue? In some instances, the staff is demoralized because they are excited about the journey and then instantly realize nothing has changed. Help. So back to my response. Well, I hear this a lot. You know, administration says they, quote unquote, support lean. But it makes me ask, what, what does that mean? You know, that they made a statement one time or are they giving lip service to lean? Or are they looking in the mirror and realizing that change starts with them, that they can't delegate culture change? Are they supporting lean or actively engaged in lean? Are they practicing lean? Now, if leaders aren't willing to go round on boards and better yet round on people and spend time out there at the Gemba beyond a short huddle, then are they really supporting lean? Are they doing enough? Now, if you can't get them to read a book like Beyond Heroes, if you can't inspire them to try something new, I don't think I can help from the outside. I mean, I, I don't have any magic beans or hypnotic powers. But I understand some employees being demoralized, not to mention the lone wolf feeling that way. I don't blame them. If the executives aren't motivated by reports of employees being demoralized, maybe there's no hope. Maybe the best uh, a lone wolf can do in this situation is work on some local projects that make a difference and maybe forget about organizational transformation or find a new job where leaders want to transform and are willing to lead it with some help. The emailer said, I am a nurse who is a self-taught lean facilitator who could write a book on lean strategies that fail, LOL. I wrote, well, I'm glad you still have a sense of humor about it, or maybe it's gallows humor. That's one way to cope. But I wonder if the emailer situation is like the old TQM failure scenarios that I blogged about in 2016, a book from 1994 about why TQM fails. So being a lone wolf is hard. Being asked to be a self-taught lone wolf is perhaps even more difficult. One lone wolf I met once, you know, she was brought in from the project manager function and, and she told me, I got told I'm in charge of Lean Sigma, so I figured I better go find out what that was. Well, it's one hypothesis to think that she could succeed, but I'd guess it's unlikely, which isn't her fault or yours, the emailer. So the emailer says, yep, my organization treats me like I've invented the light bulb. I do have a lot of support, but I'm reading so much information that what I know now may change in six months. I really want to make lean daily management happen for the organization without shoving it down directors and managers throats. So to wrap up my thoughts here, I mean, I, I replied, you can't shove anything down the throats of people, nor can the CEO when it comes down to it. I mean, questions like that are one reason I do uh, a change management simulation uh, in workshop. But it's hard to convince people they need the workshop or a better approach to change leadership. I'm in no position to shove anything uh, down anybody's throat either. But back to the emailer scenario, I bet my readers have some advice that might be more helpful, maybe less cynical. How much leadership support and involvement do you really need? What's most helpful? What's your advice to the lone wolf? So if you'd like to read the post and uh, maybe share some comments and read what other people have already posted, I'd invite you to come visit the, uh, the blog. Go to the post for this episode, leanblog.org slash audio 206.